Ketubot, Perek Vav, Mishnah Zayin. So the Mishnah deals with another situation where the father is no longer alive to give his daughter a dowry. Hamashlish, Ma'ot, Levitov. Someone gave money before he died to a trustee to buy fields for the dowry of his daughter. Vihi, Omer, Ne'eman, Ba'ali, Alai. But after she was betrothed, she said to the trustee, I trust my husband to buy the field, so give the money to him. The trustee must do what he was appointed to do. That is, he must buy the field himself, as a father instructed, because it is a mitzvah to listen to the words of the deceased. Tivrei, Rabbi Meir. These are the words of Rameer. However, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, Vichi ena el asadevi hirot salim mochra harehi mechuram achshav. If there was only a field, so if the trustee had already bought a field with the money and the daughter wanted to sell it, it is as good as sold from this very moment because she has the right to sell it. Now, if she had sold the field, she would be able to use the money however she wants, including giving it to her husband, since she has the power to get the money to to give to get the money to her husband in any event she can insist that it be given to him in the first place. So he, Rabbi Yossi agreed to mitzvah to listen to the words of the deceased. In this case, though, he argues that the mitzvah does not apply. Since the daughter wants her husband to be given the money, nothing will be gained by using it to buy a field instead, as a father instructed, because the daughter could just sell it and give the money to her husband. Now, the machloket between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi applies only during betrothal and sin, before the daughter is fully married, as in she's had nisuin. Once she's married, all agree that she can order the trustee to give the money to her husband, However, even a married woman is limited in this following respect. In what cases does this apply? That a married woman can demand that the money be given to her husband. Big dollar. It applies in the case of an adult woman. But in the case of a child, the rule is that the act of a child is meaningless. Therefore, she cannot insist that the money be given to her husband. Um, so in summary, Rabbi Meir Rabbi Yossi agree that the trustee should obey the request of an adult daughter after Nisuin to give the money to her husband and that he need never obey a either before or after Nisuin. The dispute applies only in the case of an adult daughter during Erosin. Rabbi Meir tr- rules that the trustee must follow the father's orders to buy a field, and Rabbi Yossi rules that he may as well listen to the daughter's request to give the money to her, do- to her husband. Now, Perek Zayin, Mishnah Aleph. The first five Mishnahs of this Perek deals with various cases in which a wife is prohibited by a vow to have benefit from something or to perform certain activity. The first Mishnah speaks of a vow that prohibits a wife to have benefit from her husband. This is the law where one made a vow that prohibits his wife to have benefit from him, which forbids her to use any money or goods that he gives for her support. So a person can make something biblically prohibited by uttering a nether. A vow. For example, he says, I have, I hereby make a nether that this apple is forbidden. He is biblically forbidden to eat or have any benefits from the apple. If he owns the object, he can even prohibit it to other people. However, if he does not own it, he can prohibit, him, he can prohibit it only to himself and not to anybody else. Therefore, if a husband said, I hereby make a nether that my wife may not benefit from me, the nether will not forbid her to cohabit with him since he is obligated to provide her with marital intimacy. It is as is regarded as though she owns it and he cannot prohibit her something that she owns. This line of reasoning should also apply to the food and clothing that a husband must give his wife. Since he is obligated to give her these things, it should be impossible for him to forbid them to her. A Mishnah, which implies that he can forbid them, refers to a specific case, namely where the husband and wife had agreed that she would support herself with her own income. In that circumstance, it's not obligated to support her, provided that her income is enough to cover expenses. Thus, his nether indeed prohibits her to benefit from food or clothes that he might provide her. So, he made this vow that prohibits his wife to benefit from him in case he use any money or goods that he gives for support. For up to 30 days, he may appoint a steward to support her. In this way, he provides for his wife without making her violate the vow. So, the two ways to understand this. 
okay, for 30 days. So, A, the husband stated in the nedda that the prohibition will last for a period, certain period that is not longer than 30 days, and even if he made no such limitation and the nedda was intended to last forever, he's not required to divorce her until 30 days have passed because he might be able to have the nedda annulled in that time. Okay, so for 30 days, however that works, he may appoint a steward um, to support her, um, and in this way he provides for her without making her violate the vow. So Yatar Miken, you'll see Vitin Kutubah, but after more than 30 days, he must divorce her if she wants and give her a Kutubah that he's owed her. He may not support her through a steward for longer than a month because the arrangement will eventually become public knowledge and cause her embarrassment. The next time I disagree, this, sorry, the next time I distinguishes between a husband who's a Kohen and one who's not a Kohen. In his opinion, a Kohen is given extra time because once a Kohen divorces his wife, he's biblically prohibited to take her back. Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Rabbi says, Israel, if she's married to Israel, a non-Kohen, Chodesh Echad Yikayem, for one month, for one month he may keep her as a wife and appoint a steward after two months he must divorce her if she wants and give her the ketubah so that's the first day of the second month um, so we treat that as the you know in this context as an entire month. So the first day of the second month, once it's hit past thirty days, he's got to divorce her of Kohenets. But when it comes to the wife of Kohen, Shnaimi Kohen for two months he may keep her as his wife and support appoint a steward. Shnosha Yosivitinkutuba, but only after three months. Okay, so the end you know and and here this is the end of the three month third month he must divorce her if she wants to if she wants and give her the kutuba. Have a great day.